Hello there, and welcome to the American Folklore and Paranormal Podcast. I am your host, Eric, and thank you for joining me on this bonus episode as we approach the spooky season. Wanted to fill in some of this empty space with a little bit of stories that have been passed down from my family to you. My family, at least on my father's side, come from Slavic regions such as Ukraine, Poland, and everywhere in between. One of the most popular stories in all Slavic nations is that of Baba Yaga. And I'll share some secrets at the end of the episode about the origins of Baba Yaga that have been passed down from my family to yours. But before we get going, if you would please visit my website, www.americanfolkloreandparanormalpodcast.com. There you'll be able to see the different videos that I've been able to post up. As well, if you look to the right, there's a tab that says send voicemail. There you're able to tell me your ghost stories, folklores, urban legends, complaints, positive feedback, or even maybe in some different versions of folklore that I've told. Whatever it may be, it could be a UFO sighting, cryptids, whatever, I just want to hear from you. And I'm hoping to be able to take some of these stories and be able to add them on to episodes or even have episodes that are strictly listener stories now when you click on it you have roughly five minutes to tell your story if you're not able to complete it that's fine just start again with a new uh, voicemail where you left off and I'll be able to edit it and combine the two together making it sound smooth but with that let's get with our story if you know anything about the story of Baba Yaga she is one of the most famous and infamous characters in Slavic mythology. She is known as the Great Witch of the Forest. It is said that she lives in a very small hut, deep in the forest, and this hut sits upon two chicken legs, although according to some stories, one leg, and is surrounded by an iron fence with impaled skulls of not just her victims, but those who have failed her quest and their journeys to become heroes for the people. Although there are some versions that the fence is made out of the bones as well. You take your pick how you want it to be. Also, it is said that the hut spins like a top. And when people go to visit Baba Yaga to seek wisdom, advice, or to know what to do next in the quest, they must say to the hut, 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 turn your back towards the forest and your door to me. According to legend, the hut will stop spinning and put the front door towards you. And then you enter the hut at your own peril in dealing with Baba Yaga. Because it is said, according to some legends, that Baba Yaga has been known to fly through the night in her mortar. Those of you who don't know what a mortar is, it is where you can grind herbs and leaves and other things and she'll find powder or to however you wish to make it. Obviously, this must be a bit bigger version if she's able to fly in it or skip along across the grounds. She used her pestle, that which she used to grind the stuff with, to scoop up children and take them back and eat them. Many times she is referenced to being like the witch from Hensel and Gretel. In fact, my son, my oldest son, 
who's autistic. We were able to get swimming lessons for him because he has a very fascination for water and his teacher that he has now is from Bulgaria. Now I've talked to her about the legends of Baba Yaga and it is very, even in this day and age, very well known. And one of the first things they think of is that she eats little children. Although according to Slavic folklore, she is much more than some menacing monster. She's definitely no one to trifle with. But she's also a person of wisdom. And in all the folklore, she is the person that every hero or heroine goes to in order to complete their quest. Because she is the one that presents the choice of what direction the hero will go. In many cases, it is some sort of quest, a side quest, if you will, like you would in a role-playing game, in order to fulfill the main quest. Whether it's to use your horses, or some sort of incantation on your weapon, or some sort of magical spell that you need in order to complete your quest. Those who fail wind up being dinner, or some sort of victim to her diabolical schemes. Either way, she presents herself as not the main protagonist, but as the go-to person in order to guide you in the direction that you need to go. Now, she's usually described as being an older, haggardy, old-looking woman who has iron-sharp teeth and long claws and is very cunning and deceptive, but at the same time very wise. It is said that when Christianity came to the Eastern European countries that Christianity never could quite conquer paganism there. In fact, Christianity and paganism in most of the Slavic countries weaved itself together like a fine linen to become what is known as the double faith, where it's perfectly blended and perfectly normal to worship the Christian God and Christ as well as call upon the Slavic gods such as Perun or Varez in order to get things done. Now people nowadays will call some of this stuff silly superstition but I can guarantee you there's real magic behind the folk magic that has been created out of this blending of the double faith. In fact one example is some of the old gods have become saints into at least in the Slavic pantheons of saints such as Perun becoming the prophet Elijah, Orad becoming uh, Yahweh, uh, and Valez, or there's even some other couple gods that kind of get mixed in and out as becoming the Lucifer or devil-like creature. Baba Yaga is no exception. In fact, Baba Yaga didn't exist in that form until uh, Christianity came to um, Slavic lands. And what I mean by Slavic lands, it's Poland and Ukraine and Belarus and Russia and Bulgaria and Czechoslovakia and as well as the Baltic states as well. In fact, the seeker that was passed on to me, from my family to yours, is about Baba Yaga was never ever really a witch. Baba Yaga is the spirit of the forest. 
She is the one that travelers and hunters and pilgrims and sojourners would come and make offerings for safe journey, for protection against wild animals such as bears and boars and wolves. They're the ones that they would, she is the one that they would make offerings to if they were traveling to go to war. She was not a witch, but a spirit of the forest who granted many protections, but in an effort to quash paganism by Christianity. And if some of you are kind of turned off by what I'm saying, just look at history and the crusades that were pushed upon, especially the Baltic states, to crush out uh, paganism. I mean, it's there. And that's something that Christianity has done throughout the centuries is a blending of synchronicity of taking cultural things and trying to blend it in itself, especially within Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy. Not so much in Protestantism, although in our own modern day, uh, we do see kind of the reverse of that, such as with the Irish and Scottish immigrants cultivating Halloween as it is known today into the fabric of American culture. But that's for another time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And stay tuned because I will have another video talking about leaving a voicemail because I really want to hear the ghost stories. But otherwise, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this story. And between now and then, 